Hi, friends, and welcome to All Things Relatable, a place where stories are shared. It's hard to put a value on a story because the lasting effects it can have are often priceless. An individual's story has the potential to impact our lives in tremendous ways. My hope for you in joining me today is that this episode resonates with you and that you leave enlightened, ignited, and inspired because it only takes one moment to spark a change and leave an everlasting effect. Are you one of those women who expresses yourself and your style through a great piece of jewelry? There are so many different styles of jewelry out there. Some jewelry comes and goes as the trends change. There's those pieces that hold deep meaning and that never come off or are pulled out for the most special occasion. Jewelry can be given as a gift, passed down, or carefully selected by the wearer herself. I have come across many styles of jewelry over the years, but I never heard of breast milk jewelry until recently. Right away, my mind tried to create an image of what this jewelry would look like, but I couldn't come up with anything. So I did some searching and came across these gorgeous, timeless pieces that were created by my next guest, Amanda, who is the founder, owner, and jewelry maker at the Milky Fern. She makes one of a kind personalized pieces that are simply beautiful. You're probably wondering, how does someone even get into the business of making jewelry out of breast milk? Well, it all stemmed from Amanda struggling in her own breastfeeding journey. One day when she came across breast milk jewelry, she instantly knew that she wanted a piece for herself. But as she began looking for an artist, she found everything that she actually liked was way out of her price range. So she decided that she would just figure it out and make it for herself. After a lot of trial and error and over a year and a half later, Amanda perfected her process From there, her friends started asking to make them pieces. Then a business was born. And just recently, Amanda celebrated her one-year anniversary in business and was nominated for a business award. Hey, girl, how are you doing? I'm so thankful that you're here today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And I am great. I am super excited to chat about this with you. Okay, so take us back to your breastfeeding journey. I'm sure a huge population of the mothers out there can totally relate to the struggle in trying to figure out breastfeeding. What was that like for you? Yeah, you really hit the nail on the head there. Um, One thing that I've learned throughout this is that um, I think more women struggle than not, and they struggle silently. Um, So my breastfeeding journey definitely didn't start the way I kind of pictured it. Um, I had a mother who breastfed all of us. Um, I have four siblings and or three siblings, there's four, including me. And she just made it seem so effortless. And it was never something that we talked about. So I just had this idea and this picture that, you know, it would be something that would come to me so naturally and easily. And I never in a million years had the thought that, you know, we may hit roadblocks with this. Um, and we definitely struggled right off the hop. Uh, my daughter and I were both blistered. We were given terrible advice um, from multiple care providers. And it was everything that I had to not give up. Mm, so before you had your daughter, you had in mind that you were going to breastfeed. That was something that was on um, going to be a part of your journey. Yeah, for sure. It was never really something that I had questioned. Um, it was just what seemed right for, uh, myself and for our family. And, um, 
yeah, when the time came and she was actually born and we began to struggle, I really started to second guess my decisions. Okay. So you said you like right off the hop, you struggled. So were things going okay in the hospital when you got released or cause you said you got, um, maybe not the greatest advice yeah. from the healthcare provider. So can you tell us a little bit about that? For sure. So it really did start right from the hospital. Um, I just, I had this gut feeling that something wasn't right. She wasn't latching right. And although she was my first baby and obviously I'd never breastfed before at that point, I just had this feeling in the pit of my stomach that something was wrong. Something didn't feel right. Um, but everybody just kept telling me like, oh, you know, it's, it's supposed to hurt at the beginning and blisters are normal. And, um, and I just kept thinking to myself, like, really? Like, it can't, I don't know, something just seems off here. And I had a lactation consultant um, come in at the hospital and tell me, so this was kind of part of the issue that we ran into, was that there was only one proper position to nurse your baby in. I obviously know now, um, having nursed her and now I'm nursing my second, that there's absolutely more than one position to nurse your baby in. But being a new mom, I had no idea. So I was trying to hold her in this particular position that she had told me was the only correct way. And it was just not working for us. She was not getting a good latch, um, which really contributed to her blisters and my blisters. Um, And then, you know, I just had nurses coming in and saying, oh, her latch looks good. And um, even the nurses that came into our home Um, I think they come in like a week after you have your baby just to check on mom and baby. And even they said, oh, you know, her latch looks fine. And, you know, and this is normal. Pain is normal. And and I just kept saying, this isn't normal. It doesn't feel normal. Something is wrong. And, you know, nobody was hearing me. And that was frustrating. Oh, my gosh. I can 100% relate to this. I know when I went home from the hospital with my little guy, same thing. I felt like I was sent home with a car without an instruction manual. Like I didn't know how to drive it. I just didn't get the information I needed. And I was given the wrong information because Mm -hmm. at the hospital, there weren't a lot of, um, specialists or many of the consultants weren't available. And it depends on the day that you had your baby. Some of them weren't working on weekends. It was only the work day. So it was kind of luck of the draw. So same thing. I was told one thing and then thank goodness the first week I was like, Oh my gosh, like to my hubby, go get the pump, like go get the Mm -hmm. fort. Like it was so, so heartbreaking. And then the nurse came in uh, to do the home visit and she corrected the wrong information that I got. So I was like, Oh my gosh, goodness. Yes. Because it could feel yeah. Just like something isn't matching here. Something isn't, isn't right. right. I remember going to nurse her and every, every single time we would go to nurse, I would just, I would start crying before she even latched on because I just anticipated that pain. And by the end of the first week, I remember telling uh, my mom was there and my husband, I was like, I don't think I can do this. Like, I really, I really don't think I could. I really, really wanted this, but you know, if this is how painful it's going to be, I'm tapping out. I can't do it. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So how long did that last for before you, um, finally got 
So I pushed through a solid month of that. And um, it was a hard month. There was, I had other stuff going on on in just in life on top of that. And so that first month with my daughter was a real struggle. I actually came across, I finally got to the point where I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to take matters into my own hands. This is something that I really want to do. And I'm not getting the support from my care providers. And I actually started looking up YouTube videos on um, how to properly latch baby. And that's what it ended up being the whole time. Nobody ever explained to me that baby should be latching onto more than just your nipple. And so she just had a really shallow latch is what it ended up being because I wasn't helping her latch properly. And it almost just like that. It was night and day. And I'm like, it was this simple all along. Um, oh she, she did end up having a little bit of a lip tie, but it ended up not being an issue for us. But I'm like, really, it was this simple and it didn't get caught from multiple people. And, you know, everyone just kept telling me, you know, all oh, the pain's normal, the pain's normal. And well, no, it wasn't. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank goodness for YouTube. Oh my right? gosh. Yes. <laughs> Okay. So then you got the information. I love that you took things into your own hands and, um, didn't give up right away and just found a way that, uh, worked for you to get the information. Because I think a lot of people in that situation, I mean, these people who are providers for us, um, if they don't, um, have the information or know, or, you know, can't dig deeper into it, then sometimes you have to take things into your own hands and figure it out. Absolutely. Okay. So when did you, um, stumble across breast milk jewelry yourself? So I don't remember exactly when it was. My daughter was probably around between the like three to six month old mark. And I just happened to stumble across it in a mom group from what I remember. And my, my very first initial thought was, oh, that's kind of weird. But then thinking back to the struggles that we had gone through and you know how far we had come I actually I very quickly changed my thought process around it when actually that's really cool and I instantly knew that like I need to have a piece made like this is just so cool okay and then so you went looking for um, an artist to make you a piece so what was that kind of process like did you find some that you fell in love with that you wanted um Yeah. So, um, I had no idea really what I was looking for at first because I had breast milk jewelry was so new to me. So I had no expectations of what I wanted out of something, but just after researching different artists, at first I was looking for a Canadian artist and then I started to branch out and look into the U S um, and either I was finding, Anything I was finding kind of within my price range, I really didn't like. And then anything that, you know, I had really fallen in love with was well over a thousand dollars. And it was just not within our budget, you know, having a brand new baby and I was on maternity leave. So that just wasn't going to happen. So I kind of gave up on that for a little bit. And then I had actually stumbled across it again and thought, you know what, like, I really, really, really want to do this and I need to figure it out. Wow. Okay. So you knew you wanted this piece of jewelry and they weren't in your price range, the ones that you love. So 
What was that process like figuring out, like, how am I going to DIY this for myself? For sure. So if you Google how to make breast milk jewelry, there is like nothing out there. You will find nothing. Um, I found one blog of a woman who was kind of documenting as she was trying to figure it out herself. Um, But it was from years prior and she really didn't give a whole lot of information of what specifically she was doing. So I really, really had to start from scratch, like zero information. Um, There's kind of two ways of going about doing it. There are um, like magic powders that you can buy where it's somebody has already put together their formula and you could just purchase it and mix it with your breast milk. But often they're a white powder and I wanted to preserve as much of my breast milk's natural color as possible. So that's when I flipped over and wanted to make um, my own from scratch to try and create a process to maintain that color. Wow, that's so cool. Okay, so are there many artists out there um, that are making this type of jewelry around like Canada or around the world? So there's definitely, I think it's becoming more of a popular thing. When I started doing this, so my daughter, she'll be five. Um, So I started getting into this when my daughter, she was under one. How old was she been? I've been into this for a few years now. There wasn't very many back then. There was definitely... Um, a handful of Canadian artists and there was more in the U.S. for sure and I believe there was one in Australia at the time Um, but they seem to be popping up a little bit more now. Okay so you're gonna figure this out on your own you're gonna create your own process. Um, Were you like pumping and like tossing you know because there's trial and error and like when is it gonna work when is it not gonna work was your freezer full of breast milk? So yes and no. Um, I actually, when I first started trying to figure it out, I could not pump to save my life. Um, So I could hand express a little bit, but not very much, even though I have a fantastic supply. I don't know if maybe I was just doing it wrong or what, but I don't respond to a pump. So those few little drops that I had gotten were very precious. So I actually started practicing um, my first few tries with cow's milk, just that like you bought from the store. Um, But I wasn't super happy with how that was turning out. So I had actually reached out to some local moms and asked if they would um, donate some breast milk for me to practice with just like old freezer stashes. Oh my gosh. How cool is that? So for sure, then you get the breast milk. Um, and it took you a long time to perfect your process. So what were some of the challenges along the way? I think the biggest challenge is just time. So if a piece is going to, uh, I found that if a piece is going to spoil, it doesn't happen right away. Sometimes it can take, upwards of six months for you to start to see that discoloration. So I would come up with a new process or tweak what I thought might work. And then you have to wait. And you know, you're waiting upwards of six months. So I would have different uh, ones on the go. And you know, okay, I did this with this batch. And so yeah, it took me almost two and a half years to finally like really nail it to a point that I was like, okay, this is stable. I'm okay with this. And I'm ready to process my daughter's 
uh, milk with that because I only had just a very little bit from her. Right. Yes. That's so precious. You don't want to um, tap into that until you have the process perfected. Right. Definitely. Yeah. And who knew? Yeah. Six months of waiting that it could spoil. So yeah. um, when you finally uh, figured out that you had created a process that um, was perfected to your liking, um, what did that feel like? Um, just a huge sense of like a sense of relief. Cause it's like, okay, finally I did this. Um, it's done. And I had no intention of starting a business. I just did that for that self-satisfaction of, okay, you know what? I figured this out. I'm a big DIY person. And I'm also someone that I don't like to be told I can't do something. <laughs> um, <laughs> Cause I will prove you wrong. And then some, so and it, nobody, nobody told me that I couldn't do it, but it was just kind of one of those like personal things. It's like, I'm going to figure this out. Darn it. Like, so it was, a relief that the testing was over because the testing part was stressful. Right. Um, okay. So you had no intention of like creating a business or doing this for anybody else. So then you get, um, your daughters, um, the supply of milk that you had with her and created, what was the first piece that you created for yourself? I have, it's tucked away in my jewelry box. Um, a, it was just a very simple little ring. Um, I didn't add anything to it. It was just a plain breast milk stone. And that was like my first one. And I cherish that and it's tucked away safely. So that one, I, I don't wear. Okay. So then you created this piece for yourself. When was it that other people were inquiring about um, pieces for themselves. How could they get a hold of this? Would you be able to create something for them? Yeah. So it just kind of started out with um, showing friends and word of mouth just kind of spread. And I had a girlfriend reach out and ask if I could make something for her. And then another girlfriend reached out. Um, I started getting tagged in a local mom group. I wasn't actually making them for anybody else other than friends at that point. But I kept seeing my name pop up as if, you know, people were saying like, you know, Hey, like, I don't know if you're doing it for other people, you did it for me. Um, and yeah, I don't know. At some point there just seemed to be kind of an increased demand for it locally. And I told my husband one day, I'm like, you know, I think I want to give this a go. Like, you know, let's see what happens. <laughs> Oh my gosh. What did your husband think about this the whole way? Cause I know some people are weird about it. Like it is such a beautiful, incredible thing. But like you said, the first time you've seen it, you're like, Oh, that's different. Like I had never heard of it. And yep. after looking into it and seeing the pieces, I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is incredible. But just hearing it and not really knowing about it. Like yeah. what was your husband thinking this whole time? Um, I think at first he kind of had the same initial reaction, um, as like, okay, you know, that's kind of maybe strange, but I think he's kind of used to, um, me doing strange things. <laughs> it's not <laughs> abnormal. So not a whole lot phases him anymore. So when 
by the time that we had gotten around to the point of me coming to him and saying, hey, you know what? I think I actually want to turn this into a business and start doing this. He was like, yeah, like, let's do it. And, um, you know, we pulled money out of our savings for me to like get this going. And he has been my number one supporter since day one. I am so thankful for him. Uh, how incredible that he backed you in that and supported you along the journey. Um, so when friends were coming to you, did you feel a lot of pressure? I know like you created this beautiful piece for yourself. It's one thing when you're creating something for yourself, um, were there any nerves or any like pressure you were feeling as your friends were asking for these pieces? Like, are they going to love them? Yeah, huge. Um, it was a big honor to be asked for one. Um, but yeah, definitely a lot of nerves involved because like you said, it's one thing to practice with, uh, not even practice to create with my own breast milk. That's precious, but working with somebody else's elements, especially when it's a situation where you are dealing with the last of their freezer stash, those few drops are so incredibly precious and, you know, you need to take the utmost care of them. So yes, a lot of nerves, um, in the beginning. Okay. So things started word of mouth. It was locally, people were reaching out. You started this business. Um, what was it like in the initial, um, startup? Were you like flooded right away with people? Was it like kind of slow going or how did that unfold? Um, so the first few months I, over the first, so I launched in September. So from September to December, I had about 20 orders. My launch day, I was actually so excited. I launched in within five minutes of my website going live. I had an order pop up and I will never forget that feeling. That was, I don't even know how to describe it. It was such an amazing feeling that, you know, somebody is trusting me with their precious elements to create this for them. Like, wow. Um, so yeah, in those first few months, you know, I had about 20 orders, so they were trickling in. And then it was after that Christmas that things really started to pick up. Um, okay. So how long does it take, uh, from start to finish to create a piece for someone? Yeah. So it depends on if we're adding any additional elements to it, but from start to finish, it can take anywhere from 30 to 50 hours to do a piece, I would say. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And what's the farthest place, um, around the globe that you've got breast milk from like can people who aren't local, is there a way for them to, um, get it to you and get pieces made? Yeah, absolutely. So at first I was just doing Canada and the US, but as of August, I actually opened up to international um, clients. So I have received breast milk from as far as Australia. Oh my gosh, that is <laughs> right insane. Like the, before the interview, um, I was like, I wonder like how people get it. They obviously send it in the mail with like an yeah. ice pack maybe or something. Like, do you need to keep it fresh or... Yeah, so that's a really common question that I get. And actually, surprisingly, you do not need to keep it on an ice pack. Breast milk is really cool in the sense that if it is packaged properly, um, so you want to make sure that there is little to no air in the bag, it will actually not 
um, start to mold for months. I have had breast milk that sat, it got stuck at the border, but it sat in the mail for four months. And um, when it arrived here and I unpacked it and opened it all up, there was no smell, no nothing. Breast milk is really a uh, amazing thing. Wow. Oh my goodness. Okay. So your husband's backed you up. Like he's like, go for it. You've started this business, the orders. I I just love in the first five minutes, like what confirmation that, oh my gosh, this is what I um, should be doing. Like five minutes into your website going up, there was an order placed, right? Just so incredible. So I know it gives me goosebumps. (laughs) Yes. Wow. So you've been doing this now for, um, excuse me, you just had your first year in business, uh, your anniversary, and you have been nominated for a business award. Can you talk about that? I actually just found out um, the other day that I've actually been nominated for two uh, different business awards. So one of them was um, for... Um, basically it was like a young entrepreneur award, like a new and upcoming young entrepreneur. And then the other one was for, uh, best local jeweler. Wow. So cool. Exciting. I felt very touched when I got the email, like a year into it and you're uh, being nominated for these awards. For sure. I have had amazing support and I have met some really amazing women along the way. And I would be lying if I said I didn't have a lot of cheerleaders backing me. And I am so thankful for all of them. And where did you find these cheerleaders? Um, a lot of them are just past clients that are, you know, out there spreading word of mouth and saying, you know, um, Cause it comes up in mom groups, um, fairly often. I think breast milk jewelry is definitely becoming more popular. So, you know, somebody will get on there and say, Oh, you know, is there a local artist or I'm looking for an artist? Can somebody recommend one? And, you know, I'll have my clients come in there and start recommending me and even people that have never ordered from me before are now getting in there and, um, popping my name out there. And it's so amazing to see that. And, you know, every time I come across these threads, I'm still so touched and so honored, um, that, you know, they're throwing my name out there. I really appreciate it. Wow. Okay. So how many orders are coming in now? You had like 20 in those few months coming in. What is it like now for you? Yeah. So hitting, I am just about two. What am I at now? I think I just hit 150. I'd have to check um, in the last year. Uh, Mother's Day really um, was a crazy couple of days when I ran that sale and I, it was quite overwhelming. Um, I never expected that sale to go over as well as it did. I I had hoped, but I never expected it to. Okay. So you're doing this currently on your own. Are you thinking about expanding or adding someone in? Um, so you can, um, fulfill more orders or are you still at the point where this is kind of like your baby and your thing and you're managing it, um, just fine on your own right now? Yeah. So (laughs) it's kind of yes to both. So I have actually (laughs) recruited my husband to help at times when I am busy and overwhelmed. So 
a lot of it are things that I would not trust somebody else to take care of. Um, these elements are just so precious. And some of them, especially when you are working with things like, um, I also do cremation jewelry, or if you're working with a little teeny lock of hair, um, you know, from a baby who has passed away, you only have so much and you only have one shot at that stone. So a lot of it is stuff that I just, I can't let go of that to allow somebody to help me but I do have my husband help and he will come in and he will grind up um you know the dried preserved milk for me and get it stashed away into baggies and so um yes I have help sometimes when I need it am I at a point where I would probably hire somebody I could probably use the help but uh, it's, it's such a sensitive thing that I have a hard time allowing somebody to help me. Yes. I could totally see that because when you are so in it, you've been through the journey, you understand, you know, how precious each drop of milk was with your own daughters. And, you know, these are some people's last reserves. Um, exactly that. Yeah. It is such a fragile process that entrusting someone else to give the care to it that it needs yeah. would definitely be um, a hard thing to step exactly. into or, or find the right person. So I love that your um, husband is helping along <laughs> the way. Like, Yeah. The first time I asked him, he was kind of like, what? Like, seriously? I'm like, no, seriously. Like you need to come and help me. Like I'm going to start a sweatshop in here and you're going to be in here working with me till four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Like your so, husband deserves a hero cookie. Oh, I know. He's he's so wonderful. And yeah, he just gets in here and you know puts on some music and you know does his thing at his little table. And yeah, it's great. I appreciate his help a lot. Okay, so let's touch on um the memorial pieces that you do. So you also, I didn't realize that you also create jewelry um, as memorial pieces. So, yeah. um, are there any stories that you can share from that, that. Yeah. Um, some of them do come with stories, other ones, not, it just kind of depends on, you know, what the client is comfortable sharing. Um, I, never really planned on getting into doing memorial jewelry. You know, I just kind of planned on sticking with the breast milk jewelry. And then actually our, um, we lost our dog uh, last year and I had actually made a piece with her, some of her cremations. Um, and it was a, it was a really interesting and touching process. And it wasn't something that I was going to advertise that I was going to start branching out and doing, but I did add the option to my website um, as an element that you could send me. And then again, it was just kind of word of mouth. And um, my one of my first pieces that I did was actually a local woman who had um, lost her daughter. It was a late term pregnancy loss. Um, and yeah, she had me work with her daughter's cremations and we made up a beautiful little ring with her for her. Um, and, you know, we added some little bits of flowers and some gold flake and it was just, oh, it was so lovely. And I really fell in love with that process. It's hard. 
it's really hard doing those pieces. A lot of emotions, a lot of waterworks (laughs) beforehand, but it's, I feel so honored. The breast milk jewelry is one thing. Um, You know, I'm, I'm so honored to do that, but when somebody is literally trusting you with their loved one, that is a whole other level of, um, of appreciation. And, you know, like I said, I just feel so honored to be able to do that for people. Mm, How incredible. I love that. Yeah. Something that they can take with them. Yeah, for sure. You know, they can keep a little bit of their loved one and, you know, um, I believe she's had another baby since then, but you know, she, she can keep her daughter close to her now with her, with her ring. Oh, how beautiful it is. It's yeah. I, I love it. It's something that I never expected to enjoy doing. Um, you know, when I initially thought of working with cremations, I thought, wow, that sounds really hard. And like, it would be, um, something that's really heavy, you know, emotionally to do, but it was actually the opposite. It was very, um, gratifying and, um, you know, uplifting to be able to do this for somebody and give them, you know, a way to hold on to their loved one. Oh, that's so incredible. Wow. Okay. So where are you now, excuse me, now with things like what is um, on the horizon? Do you have any new pieces coming out and how do you select? I know that you were very picky yourself when you were looking around, there was a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. that you didn't like. So how do you actually, um, pick and create these pieces? Some of it is trial and error. Um, I'll admit there have been a few pieces that I ended up introducing that, you know, they were just kind of one-offs that, because when I first started doing all of this, I had saved up and we had pulled from our savings too. And I ordered a whole bunch of jewelry because I wanted to be able to launch this business and, you know, not just offer one or two styles. I wanted to be able to have, you know, some selection for people who were looking to order. So I had gone through that and, you know, kind of called some things and thought, no, you know what, I actually don't want to offer this style. And they just kind of stayed tucked away in a drawer. And then um, eventually I decided, you know what, I just need to get rid of these. I'm cleaning out my office. And so I would throw them up on my page and be like, hey, I have this piece. It's a one-off. And, you know, would anybody like to purchase it at a discount? One of them was my, it's just a simple round pendant and I listed it. I only ever intended to sell one and um, people went crazy for it. And it's now my top seller actually. (laughs) So it it seems, right. It seems to be the ones that um, I've learned to kind of not trust my gut on this actually. I've introduced a few pieces that I figured, you know what, they're probably not going to go over very well. And it was the exact opposite. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and I actually just recently started offering solid gold options as well, which was huge. I didn't plan on doing that for at least another year. Okay. So why, why is that? Is it the cost that comes with the gold or what was holding you back? So solid gold jewelry costs significantly more. So I currently, or I guess previously, was offering gold filled jewelry. So it's a great option between plated jewelry and solid gold. You get all the benefits of a solid gold piece 
without the solid gold jewelry price. But it's more high quality that's than something that's plated that's going to start to chip and flake within, you know, six months and you're going to have to constantly have it replated. So I was just offering gold filled jewelry at first, but then I started having messages trickle in asking if I would be offering solid gold options or if I did have any. So I actually started to compile a list of people who had reached out and I started to put some styles together and they were essentially guinea pigs for me at first. Um, so they got a bit of a discount on their piece um, so that I could actually have photos and stuff for my website. Um, but yeah, it was solid gold was not a part of my plan just because I have to be able to order the samples and whatnot, and they can be quite costly. Okay. And I love that you, um, realized to maybe not trust your, um, I don't even know if it would be intuition or gut or whatever you say, but to be open to, um, do you think that you have to like disconnect? Cause I think jewelry is such a personal thing. And I think mm. like, I don't know, maybe comparing it to like a clothing store. Like if I owned a clothing store, um, yeah. I would want to just buy everything that I like because <laughs> exactly. that's your style. Right. And that's what you like. Um, and it yep. would be hard to order pieces that are very like stylish and trendy or whatever, but that you wouldn't wear and wouldn't like, because there's so many different people and styles out there like the same with jewelry, right? It's like, do you think you have to detach for like, from your personal style? Um, because like you said, some of these pieces that you dropped, um, are some of your best sellers now, or is it kind of a balance of it? Like there's some stuff that it's like, no way, this isn't my style. Like this doesn't represent who I am, but willing and open yeah. to what other people Absolutely. And it's definitely, it's been a learning curve to kind of find a mix of that because there are just certain styles um, that either, you know, they just don't really work with my brand. Um, uh, like for example, I, I absolutely refuse to work with plated jewelry. I have had people ask, um, it's just not, the quality's not there. You know, I had mentioned earlier that, you know, I, I am picky with the jewelry that I am willing to work with and the jewelry that I have selected. And I went through a lot of trial and error and I spent a lot of money um, testing out different vendors and wearing the jewelry myself to see, you know, how does it hold up? Cause I'm really hard on my hands. So it, you know, kind of gave me a good indication of, you know, okay, this one's a yes, this one's a no, this vendor's a yes, this vendor's a no. Um, so same when it comes to style as well, you know, some of them just um, either they don't hold up well, or they're just, they're just not me. Um, so I, I do try to stay true to that while, you know, finding a healthy balance of offering things that, you know, other people want to see as well. It's still a learning curve that I'm figuring out. Yeah. That would be so tough because yeah. like you said, you want quality like this, mm -hmm. this isn't like, um, a ring that is like, comes in as a trend, right? Like this mm -hmm. is a timeless piece, um, yeah. something that'll be forever cherished. So you want, if you're going to invest and spend the money in something like this, you want something that's going to hold up, 
right? Well, and that's just it, right? You know, I don't want to, and I know that there are artists out there that do and, you know, no, no hate to them or anything. It's just not something that I'm willing to put my name on. I just, I absolutely refuse to work with plated jewelry. I have been asked um, multiple times and the answer is, you know, Unfortunately, no, I will not, you know, I won't bring in that particular style of rain because it's plated. And, you know, I do explain that to the person that's asking um, and, you know, try to provide alternative options. So that was kind of my push to eventually get into the solid gold options because then, you know, then we can get into the really pretty and shiny pieces and, you know, we can add genuine diamonds and whatnot, but it's going to be something that is going to hold up long-term. Okay. I have a question. Do you have any requests for, um, men's jewelry? Uh, I do actually. Um, I am actually going to be working on, it's a surprise. Um, I'm actually going to be doing a wedding band, um, for somebody that will include, um, some of their children's elements. And I actually made my husband's own wedding ring as well. Um, it wasn't, it didn't have breast milk in it, but it did have significant value to us with the elements that were included in it. Oh, that's so cool. But again, that was another unexpected thing. I had no intention of getting into, um, those sort of styles, um, at all. And, um, actually I'm making another wedding band for a girlfriend of mine. So just kind of these little like unexpected side journeys that are kind of popping up. How cool is that? Yeah. All the different opportunities and possibilities that just keep kind of organically showing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's so fun. And it, it really keeps me on my toes. Everybody's story is so unique. The elements that they sent me are unique and I'm a person that can, um, I can tend to get bored with the same thing over and over. So this is always unique. Every piece is unique in its own way. So it definitely keeps things interested and it keeps me um, invested and wanting to keep doing this because it's not super monotonous and it's not repetitive. Yes. And I saw um, on your Instagram, something about each, um, what am I trying to say? Um, each supply of breast milk, like can actually create a different color of yeah. jewelry that they're not all exactly the same, depending on, um, I guess each individual's own supply. Yeah. I've seen a pretty cool range of colors. It depends on a few different things. It depends on, uh, your breast milk itself, but then it also depends on how it reacts to the preservation process. I have seen, you know, everything from varying shades of white and cream. I have even seen um, like light shades of pink and even like a, it had like a blue um, tint to it was another one that I did. Wow. Yeah. How personal, like each different. It really is. It really, really is. I'm always so excited. I know that, you know, probably looking through Instagram, I need to invest in a, in a better camera eventually. Um, but I know looking on Instagram, they probably, you know, look very similar, but when I'm doing them, you know, I can tell the difference between this one and this one. And, you know, to me, they look wildly different. Wow. So cool. 
Okay. I have a couple of final questions before we wrap up here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So your process took you over a year and a half to perfect. How did you stay the course on those days when you wanted to quit? Um, I'll admit there were times that I put it down for a while. Um, usually those waiting periods. So, you know, I would kind of put it out of sight, out of mind for a few months at a time because it was frustrating or discouraging when, you know, I would go in, um, you know, open up my little container and see, oh shoot, like, you know, this one has spoiled. Um, I think just a lot of it was my personality and just sheer determination that, you know, dang it, I'm going to get this right. And I don't care how long it takes me. I spent far more money trying to figure it out myself than if I had just paid somebody to do it in the first place. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that true? Right? Like, I love that. Right. I was, you know, I said to my husband, I was like, you know what, I really want one of these made, but I can't justify the cost. And, you know, I I remember saying to him, like, it can't be that hard. (laughs) Yeah, joke, joke was on me. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, but that is so amazing. Like your personality just shined through and it's like, come hell or high water, I am creating this. And yes, it costs way more than you could have bought it. But yeah, the what has come out of it is so incredible right? The universe works in funny ways and it's been an amazing journey up until this point. Love I'm looking that. forward to going forward. <laughs> okay. So what is your favorite piece of feedback that you've ever received on a piece of your, your jewelry? Oh my goodness. Um, sure there's so many. If you yeah. Can. It's, Oh, it's hard to pinpoint just one. Um, you know, every piece of feedback I get is, you know, is so important. And, you know, I really take that personally and appreciate when people take the time to go and leave feedback because, you know, yes, it's great for other people who are, you know, looking into my business, but it's also, um, it's great for me as well to, you know, what I'm doing right and, you know, maybe things that I can improve on. Um, as for one specific um, one, I don't know. I don't know if I could pick one in particular, you know, maybe the first bit of feedback that I got, I think that was the, the validation that I needed that, you know, okay, you're doing something right here and people are happy with the work that you're doing and the quality of work that you're doing. Um, And that was kind of a a good push for me to keep going and keep, um, you know, keep trying to run with this business. Oh, I love that. I know. I, I was thinking it's probably gonna be hard for you to pick this one. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Like I've, I've had so many kind words from different people and it's really hard to pinpoint, you know, which one in particular was my favorite. Yes. Okay. So are there any new and upcoming styles that are in the works right now? Yeah. So I am hoping to announce, um, I have a couple of women that are hopefully going to be guinea pigs for me, but I am hoping to launch a few styles, um, leading up to Christmas and then through the new year, definitely before mother's day is my, uh, goals and hopes, to launch some styles that will include some real diamonds. So they're going to be really beautiful and really shiny. 
Wow. Oh my yeah, gosh. How incredible. Super exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Those guinea pigs are so freaking lucky. Like <laughs> I'm sure. And you know what? I'm lucky. I'm lucky for, for, to have them, you know? Um, cause you know, they're kind of trusting me. It's like, okay, this is the piece of jewelry that I want to order. I don't have it here. You know, here's a picture of it. Uh, and you know, you're just kind of trusting me that it's going to be beautiful. <laughs> oh my gosh. How cool. That's exciting. Um, it is. Okay. So lastly, where can people find you and find out how they can get their personalized piece of jewelry for themselves or how to purchase a gift voucher for a special mother that they know out there? Yeah. So I am on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I am on TikTok as well. All of them are just at the milky fern. Um, so if you just put in a quick search, even if you search me up on Google too, it pops up right away. So you can search me through any one of those avenues and, um, you just place your order directly through the website. So you go on there and you pick out the style that you want. And then there's a list of, um, element options that you can send me. So you just check off, you know, whether you're sending me breast milk or hair or flowers, um, cremations. I also work with things like placenta and umbilical stump. Um, and then there's also options to, you know, if you would like me to provide birthstones as well, if you'd like to add in gold, like there, there's lots of fun little options as well that you can tag on there and you just check out online and then you get an email with the next steps on how to get your breast milk uh, or whatever elements that you're having me work with. Um, it'll be included in that email. It's a relatively simple process and I tried to keep it simple intentionally. <laughs> yes. I know because even thinking about it, um, it, it can seem like, Oh my gosh, how am I going to get this there? Yeah, for so sure. I, I really tried to streamline it and make it as simple as possible. Um, as for gift cards, um, same thing, they're right on the website. You can either purchase a, um, an electronic gift card and you can just email it to somebody, or I actually have physical ones too that I can fill out and I can mail to somebody as well. But those can just be purchased on the website. Yay. Awesome. Yay. Well, I know um, <laughs> what month is it now? Like Christmas is coming up. I know the process yep. um, takes a while. So, I mean, if people are placing their orders now, it could be um, getting them after Christmas. But yeah. what um, if you're looking for any Christmas ideas, Mother's Day ideas, you know, any um, pregnant moms out there that, um, you're thinking about a gift to, for the, for the baby shower, something for the mom, something special and unique. Uh, this is such a cool option that will last a lifetime. So definitely go check out the milky fern and see all of the amazing pieces that she can create for you. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so incredibly impressed by all of your beautiful jewelry and what you're doing for all of the moms and the families out there. They Aww, can just thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for joining me on today's episode of all things relatable. If you know someone that would relate to this episode and get value from it, please pass it along. Also, if this episode resonated with you, I would love for you to rate, review, and subscribe.